Welcome, everyone. Thank you for joining us on the Thriving Minds podcast. We've had a little break on the podcast, but I've met a very inspirational young woman um, called Kobe Lee. She's a 19-year-old young entrepreneur. She's an author and an inspiration to the youth of Australia, having spent the last couple of years, and even during COVID, dedicating her time to motivating young people to start a business. She has achieved this by writing a book, and her book is called Thrive, A Young Entrepreneur's Guide to Starting a Business. And she's also a starting student on scholarship at the Queensland University of Technology. And as people on this podcast that listen know, I'm also a professor at Queensland University of Technology. So it's just so wonderful to, and how lucky we are at QUT to have you. So thank you for joining the podcast, Kobe. That's all right. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> so would you like to introduce yourself to the audience? Yeah, well, like Selena just said, I'm 19 years old. I um, written my own book and I wrote it during COVID last year, which was both a challenge and also a gift to myself and to the community around me, as I've as everyone knows, <laughs> COVID was quite difficult. So I spent a lot of time focusing in on myself and reaching out to the broader community, which is what I've always wanted to do is be part of a community of business people and to like teach and educate the youth of Australia into learning about business because there isn't many tools out there for 14-year-old kids wanting to start a business. And so yeah. I struggled as a young one trying to start a business. And so finally now at 19 or 18 when I wrote it, I finally have the resources that I need and now I can share it with the world. Which <laughs> so is I'm wonderful. very happy to be here today. Oh, thank you. So I guess like there's so many elements to this story, Kobe. First of all, I think most people would want to work out how you as a 19-year-old have managed to publish not just this book but two other books that you've told us about. We won't talk about the other books today, but just to know this is her third book and she's only 19. So COVID was particularly challenging um, and the statistics are available in a public in a paper that was just published showing that the biggest impact of COVID was on the mental health of 19 to 25-year-olds. Um, and there was a 55% increase in that space. And so the temptation always is when something becomes really uncertain, you can take two paths, right? You can take a path that makes you get very unmotivated quickly, leading to binging on Netflix and other things, um, which is natural, or you can get really inspired so I guess, can you help the young people understand how how did you do that every day when I'm sure there were many times that your brain or your mind kept saying, oh, no, this is too hard. Can you, would you want to talk about how you managed to motivate yourself? Because writing a book is actually much harder than people would, might realise. Yeah, it's no easy task writing a book, that's for sure. And to write a nonfiction one is just like a whole nother level. But um, so during COVID, I was doing my last year of schooling and I was in a very small class, so only 10 people at uh, the Noosa Steiner School. So I was lucky enough to have such a good community around me, but like everyone else, we had to go online and go home. <laughs> and I'm the oldest of seven siblings. So, <laughs> but at home, I only, yeah, I have seven siblings. 
only have two at my mother's home, which is where I spent COVID. And that was hard enough having a four-year-old and a newborn. So I had a lot of responsibility as a teenager and trying to help my mum and my dad and all that. So I there was a lot of ignoring COVID for me because I'm a bit of a workaholic and I enjoy spending my time doing stuff. So every morning I would wake up at 5.30 and <laughs> go down to the cafe that I used to work at and help out there for free and help the baristas just to keep myself motivated and doing exercise. And then I just did this constantly with creating a routine and then coming home, exercising, cleaning my room and then jumping on my Zoom calls to do class. And as draining as that was, it kept me from getting very upset about the situation at hand because then I did turn 18 during COVID as well. So that's a big point in someone's life. But I had to really talk to myself about what, where I stand and what I'm doing with my future. And having this kind of schedule really said in fact that I had to write a book and that this was the perfect time to do it. And yeah, so setting goals every day, I was always ticking everything off. And so if I had to write a chapter in one day, I'd write a chapter in one day. That could be anywhere between 2,000 to 5,000 words. But at the end of the day, I always did it because if not, I'd add it to the next day and the next day would be harder. And I like to make my life quite easy. So just setting realistic goals every day to achieve was how I slowly but surely did write my book. But as everyone knows, you do have down moments and that's okay because as motivated as I was during COVID, I definitely did have my moments where I had to sit down and binge on Netflix for two hours. And then, but I'd pick myself back up. I wouldn't allow myself to sit in that sorrow, as my mum would say. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, that's during COVID. <laughs> um, so that's a, that's, it's so funny that you should mention that because that's what we talk about a lot is the morning routine and how essential that is from a brain neuroscience perspective is setting up your brain for the rest of the day. So when we talk, it's, it, it's the key actually to unlock the brain uh, for lots of reasons um, because that's how the brain is built over a long time of history and it likes to keep us stuck because it makes it feel safe. So when you're taking yes. these strategies of of not reaching for your phone and scrolling on social media straight away, but getting up and making your bed and going to the cafe and that routine, it really is allowing the brain to look for thriving strategies. So what, um, so you actually called your book really interestingly thrive. And so I'm, re we're really curious. Yeah. I'm curious to know why you pick thrive um, as the title for a business book. Yeah. So it's actually a pretty interesting story because for a long time, my book didn't have a title. It wasn't until, because I published my book in October last year, it wasn't until the month before did I finally have a name for it. And it was kind of like a brainstorming activity. I went to a family friend and she's very into the mind stuff and she's always throwing words at me, trying to get me to think about things. So I reached out to her crying going can you help me brainstorm a name for this book because I'd actually interviewed her in my book and so she knew she knew what I was about and what I wanted to do and where I was taking the book 
And so we sat down for about an hour and we just were throwing words back and forth. And she said, what colours your book cover? I said, well, it's um, it's green. And it's very particular green because it's the sign of wealth and of growth because it's that darker green. And she said, so you're wanting something like growing. And I was like, yeah, but I also don't, I didn't want it to be like the 101 guide to starting business. I, I was just like, I don't, I'm not in here for that. I'm a starter kid. I'm from a hippie background. I don't want this, like, yeah, I didn't want that kind of title. So she was like, well, what about the word thrive? And I was just like, and then she kept saying more words. And I just said, I, in my back of my mind, I'm going thrive. And I was like growing. And I just thought, wow, that fits so amazingly with where I'm going and what I want to do because it's like the process of growing, isn't it? Thrive. So thriving is to move through the levels. So I said, wow, as it's a beginner's guide, starting, you're getting kind of those seeds to start a business in my book. So I was like thriving. So it, it just worked for me. And so since then I've had it. Yeah, that's why I chose it. <laughs> and uh, also, why are you why are you suggesting that uh, for young people to thrive? Why your focus on business? From if you're coming I mean, from a hippie background, it's quite an interesting uh, counterintuitive approach yeah. to thriving in many ways, um, which I think is fabulous because uh, one of the foundations of now in our new modern world, um, being able to sustain ourselves in the way the job market's changing and the d- digital disruptions and all of that kind of thing, it seems rather appropriate that we all have to become more entrepreneurial. Yeah, 100%. Since, yeah, I grew up in a Steiner school, so we're all about no technology. So we have, yeah. don't have technology until year, what well, we say, year eight, but really I, back when I was in year eight, we didn't really have until year 10. So there was no iPads or computers, just chalkboards and gardening. So I learned in a very different style to many other students. But all th- even through that, I was always writing, being creative, wanting to sl- sell succulents as my first business, which is where I began all this. But, yeah, and I always just wanted to learn, like, how does one actually sell something and actually bring value at the same time? And so within my book, I've really not only implemented like how to start a business 101, but how to set routines, how to find ideas that align with you and how are they going to work with your school and your work and trying to just create a balance of positive like actions in your life. So even if you didn't want to start a business through my book, it's just teaching you the basics of achieving goals and setting goals. So, yeah, I could have called it a goal-setting book even. But, yeah, kind of how it works with that kind of background. And so where did you get your – When did, can you remember the moment when you decided that you're interested in business? Oh, wow. I've never been asked that question. Um, I'd have to say <laughs> I was pro- – because I'm from New South Wales originally. I grew up in Coffs Harbour, Bellingen kind of area. Um. It was probably just like when my family brought home lollies, like a packet of lollies, like once in a blue moon. I was at the end of a cul-de-sac at my home, like my old house, and I'd just sit at the mailbox selling redskins for like a dollar and all the families would come out and buy them. I'd make $5, but I was happy. So 
So I think it was then that I was like, yeah, okay, I can make money by doing stuff. And I that was kind of like a, and my grandmother, she's uh, homeopathic. So she runs her own homeopathic business. And so she always had her room, her business room. And I'd just go sit there and be inspired by her. So I think it's somewhere around five years old that I've kind of went, yeah, okay. I think this is something I want to do. Not really understanding what it was, but having that ambition, that start of the flame. Yeah. And I believe that, um, and quite excitedly, you got a scholarship to attend QUT, which is which is not easy to achieve. So congratulations. What made you thank you? What made you apply for that? What's your what's your aim for um, doing this? Uh, so I don't even kind of remember how I found the scholarship, um, but I think I oh I was looking into doing business and creative industries in at QUT, and I um, I was super keen, and I said, okay, well I've decided I'm going to do uni because I'm moving to Brisbane. That was always the goal, move to Brisbane, then study. So I did that. I decided, made that decision. I said, okay, QT is where I want to go. And then I was looking at scholarships and, yeah, the Budding Entrepreneur Scholarship came up in my search feed and I said, wow, I really, really align with this. And so by this point I had already published my book and I had, like, been quite successful with it. So I was like, Maybe I could use this because they were looking for creative um, startups. What have people been doing during COVID? And so, yeah, I reached out and did my application and I had a really good response. So, yeah, that's how I got it. And I'm really super excited to see where it takes me. Oh, it's so great. Now, so let's talk about um, seeing someone that you're very much a goal setter. So where are you going next? I know that sounds, uh, you know, like Richard Branson just went in his Virgin Galactic <laughs> into space and that was a 17-year so goal. Cool. It's so cool, <laughs> I know. Um, it makes you see that uh, you have to be patient in these long-term goals, but I feel like you kind of have an idea of where you want to go to. Yeah, so I've always had, I've always had big goals in my head and they're always constantly changing, but they're always on the same path. Just sometimes, you know, you take little roundabouts and get different ways to get there. So at the moment, my biggest goal and for the future is to expand my book, put it out everywhere, try to make it a bit more publicly known rather than just the Sunshine Coast and create a program behind that to do mentoring for young entrepreneurs and to hopefully not write more books, but kind of like little novellas just like shorter versions of how to get to places. And then eventually I want to start like a entrepreneur's hub for young entrepreneurs and just really, I don't know, teach kids the fundamentals that they need to know. And to, when I say young entrepreneur, I mean anywhere between like six and 30, you know, like there's a pretty broad range of what young entrepreneur means and anyone can identify as a young entrepreneur. So I'm happy to help whoever really wants it. So, yeah, that's my goal is to take it to that next level, to not be um, – I don't want to be a teacher in a sense that I'm making everyone sit down and learn the same thing, but an inspiration that what I do will help them achieve what they want to do because no one's story or process is the same. 
And so this get, gets to then now to help parents with struggling teenagers. As you know, um, the teenage brain and moving into adulthood is a slow process. It goes from, from a brain development perspective. It starts around 10 to 14 and goes up to the age of 25 or longer for some people. And so during that time, our brain, the top part of the brain, isn't fully developed. And so, so it's so easy for bad influences to really impact um, teenage brain development to make it harder for some people to thrive compared to others. Um, yeah. Related to lots of reasons, the environment, adversities, um, food insecurity, um, all sorts of social uh, justice reasons uh, and for Indigenous Australians, which I really loved your Welcome to Country in the front of your book. I thought that was superb. Um, so, so what do you say to, so some people might say, well, it's all right for Kobe. She's got this amazing family situation or support or she got to live in this environment that allowed her to be creative. What about poor struggling me that, um, I'm, you know, or my or parents sitting there going, what am I, how do I help my teenager become like Kobe? What do I do? Um, what's, what's your answer to some little bit of advice for people that are coming from a completely different background uh, than yourself, for example? Yeah. See, that's a, that's a tough one because, every yeah, like you said, everyone has different family situations and, like, no, by no means is my family perfect in any sense and really want me to have a stable job at some point. <laughs> but, yeah, it's a difficult one because you've really just got to turn into yourself and you've got to be focused in on what you want and I understand how easy it is to just get sidetracked or bullied essentially into doing other things like I've got a lot of friends and a lot of family who I do actually mentor in a sense younger siblings younger cousins just teach teaching them how to turn in on themselves knowing where they want to go not influenced by what everyone else is trying to say to them and it's not easy. <laughs> it's definitely not easy. And I understand that when you get influenced by other people's opinions and if you're not strong within, it's very easy to just turn over to it and to just become what they want you to become because it's easier than picking a fight. So my advice for people, for teenagers essentially wanting to stay true to their passion is to find a passion that's strong enough to like drive you because if the if your goal if your passion doesn't keep you focused if it's not sitting at the back of your mind every day then it's probably not strong enough so you've got to find that motivation and maybe you find it through someone or you find it through something else it's finding that one thing that you hold dear to your heart that you really want to do and then to give advice to the parents it's I don't know if I'm like educated enough to say from a parent's perspective how they could help their teenagers is I think the biggest thing is just listening allowing your kid to listen to talk and you just listen without trying to put your opinion on them because as you said our minds are still developing there's a lot of influence and a lot of things are going on us trying to understand a lot of emotions that 
probably aren't even our own just coming up in our body. So, yeah, it's just allowing them to talk and to do what they want to do and make the mistakes because if they don't make the mistakes, well, then they never learn. It's just because you said don't do it. And I know if I get told don't do it, I go and do it. (laughs) It's just like just my mind going, they told me not to do it, I should do it. Yes. It's, yeah. It's a teenage. Yeah, I think that it's a teenage response, <laughs> almost, isn't it? Yeah. Yes. yes that, that is. I think that. that's. I think that's great advice, and um, but also for parents out there listening to this, uh, uh, and Kobe's giving beautiful advice. But from a parent's point of view, also understand that you're struggling too. The the pressures on parents from a society level have never been greater, even though we're in a modern world, and so understand that. If you also go inside, it's going to be easier for you to listen to your teenager. So if you're doing the same work that you're expecting from a teenager or a child, then that has a mirroring effect from a brain perspective. So it really starts with understanding ourselves, like our own brain first to understand other brains second. And so it's just funny that you mentioned two big things that we talk about a lot on this podcast is one First of all, thriving is an inside job. And, and, and it all it starts with the inside. And where does that start? The morning routine. So simple, but so hard to implement on a daily basis. So I'm really uh, so proud of you that you've discovered all of these cool little hacks and tools. So can we t- just on a little side note, because I'm really interested in, um, as you know, brain development. So I'm really curious to know, uh, whether you think that you were born like this, Kobe, or whether you inherited something from your mother, your father, your grandparents, or your great-grandparents. Do, like you mentioned your grandmother a lot and being a homeopath, but is there other influences that you may have had, like mentors outside your family home? Or can you think of people that have re- really inspired you to reach for the stars like you're doing? Yeah. Oh, wow. Family. Um, yeah. So I like, I've always been very close with my family. I was an only child until I was 16. So I've got a lot of step siblings and a lot of adopted siblings and half siblings. So I've spent a lot of time with my mum. So she's definitely an inspiration to me as she had me when she was 19, so very young, but then also went to complete her, she's a lawyer, so I I can't remember what education she did, but I remember sitting watching her graduate law school. So she's definitely been a guiding hand through all of this and by no means because she's my mum, so we haven't got a perfect relationship. We do bicker back and forth. She's a lawyer. She wins every time, so that's probably a big reason for my personality is that I'm always ready to do something to defend myself or to learn something new and make sure it's correct. So she's definitely been a massive guide through everything, but by no means is she like doing what I'm doing in a sense, going down the path that I want to go down. She's very on this side and I'm very on this side innovative I'm always thinking of the next best thing like what's going on where can I go so in terms of mentors her and my grandmother have always been 
big ones. And my grandmother's always putting books in front of me, always putting the self-development, mentoring, all that stuff. She's like, read, read, read. And so she's very big on the reading part (laughs) for me. So that I read a lot of books when I was younger. But yeah, during my childhood, there wasn't many kind of mentors, just family looking out for me and trying to tell me that I could do anything. So I literally took that to heart and said, yeah, I can do anything. Now that as a teenager, they're like, well, maybe you should think about something and get a career, have a backup career, have something there holding you. And I was like, you said I could do anything. Like I'm going to do anything. Like I don't need uh, like a bachelor's degree and like doctoring or something to, to back me up. I was like, mom, I'm doing this. And she's like, oh, okay, off you go. <laughs> I, I'll support you. But yeah, so I've definitely picked up a lot more mentors as I'm older. So even reaching out and saying, hey, I really like you. I love where you stand. Could you give me some advice? So yeah, so much. It was it was a lot self-driven. So I don't know what little child me was thinking when I decided to make this path. It's my future, but I don't regret it. So I just look forward to who who I meet these days. Cause I like to when I meet someone, I love to talk and like learn what they do. And then they're always like, what do you do? And I always feel like, oh, I don't really want to tell you what I do. But so yeah, I don't know. So just learning something from every person I meet essentially even if it is like nothing even related to business I just love that idea of learning I guess even though I'm not very academically achieved in the high standards but I just love the process of learning if that makes sense yeah life and thriving is about learning isn't it because we have to keep our mind (laughs) open to the New new things that are happening. Otherwise, we get very much in our lane ways and uh, lose sight of. We got kind of get stuck, to be honest. Yeah. Um, and and it's hard to actually break these molds. To the learning allows us to establish a thriving mind and to keep moving in that direction. So, what's your um, interest outside of all of this? Do you have something aside from? You know, like, do you like surfing? Do you like? <laughs> I've tried. I don't like surfing. Terrified of the ocean, which is kind of funny because I live in Noosa. But um, an outside hobby, like I was always, because I had to grow up in the sign of school, I did a lot of activities. So I did a lot of instruments and a lot of games like netball and soccer. So I did a lot of activities and dancing. So dancing was a big thing. But at the moment, since COVID, I have had to focus in on trying to find myself a hobby. And so I think essentially I do really enjoy walking and running and going to the gym. That's been a big safe place for me now. So I've turned more into the the gym life, I guess they say. Yeah. But uh, I, yeah, the gym life is, I guess, my hobby, but also I'm still a book nerd at heart. So I'm always reading. Yeah. <laughs> so you can't really find me far without a book. 
I have to say that you are you're you're thriving. It's like it exudes from your skin and your face, your eyes, uh, for people that can't see you. And that's what this is all about. Is it's not just being successful on the financial stability front. It's being successful from the inside, so that you know that you have these skills you can always turn to. Because going across life, as you'll see, there's a lot of ups and downs and roads, road bumps. And these strategies you're learning aren't just to inspire your businesses, are they? They're inspiring you to be able to thrive despite whatever is happening around you. Yeah, 100%. And it always, it's like, I guess another big thing is I love coffee shop dates. Like I love sitting down with people like friends or new people and just like talking for hours like my friends and I we can sit down and we can talk for five hours straight go through seven cups of coffee and we're just still talking 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 about the future talking about what we did talking about the family business like what's going on so that's something that I think really is a not a hobby but something that allows for an outlet of emotion so I encourage anyone to always be keeping in touch with other people because doing this kind of thing, business, can be very isolating. The entrepreneur hustle hard kind of culture takes away from that sitting down, breathing and talking with people. So So that's a little something I'd add. (laughs) It's really important. So, I mean, one of the things that people are reporting on in this younger age group is loneliness, actually, despite us being so connected socially on on devices and other things, loneliness has come up. And it's not just in this age group, it's actually almost across the lifespan in the Western world. So mm-hmm. how, how can we uh, facilitate um, more village-like atmosphere where people that can't find other people to sit down and have coffee with? Because there's people here from all over the place internationally and otherwise that have come to the university or other places to f- improve their education and lives how can we, this is a big struggle, um, how can we facilitate that capacity for people to be able to sit down, have a cup of coffee and have a great chat and not feel so on their own in this struggle, for example? I think that would be a great um, idea in terms of how do we do that, you know? Oh, it's tough because inside me I'm an introvert, so I don't like reaching out to people I don't know. But at the same time, I'm a massive extrovert for learning. So it's like a constant battle within me. When I see someone cool or I like what they're wearing, it's like a constant battle within my mind to say something, to say, hey, I like your outfit. And I think a lot of teenagers, well, I know a lot of teenagers, we struggle with that whole reaching out to people we don't know. Because we've always been warned, stranger danger, you know. But it's like... At, this point in our lives you have to reach out to people you have to say hey I like your shoes to random people because at the end of the day who knows you could you could have just found your next best friend so I think my advice to teenagers is you've got to kind of put on the big boy pants (laughs) one of you have to so nothing's going to happen unless you do it you can't just wait for them to notice you you've noticed them so they've probably already seen you, but they're too scared to talk. So you've just got to kind of, oh, okay, throw yourself in the deep end and 
say hi then not just say hi but go hey how are you like what are you getting like oh my gosh I drink that same coffee it's as small as that and definitely I think doing work like having a little cafe job or doing work at restaurants you learn how to talk to people because I've seen a lot of teenagers who don't get jobs who just say I'm all good I'm comfortable but it's not about the money like having a job it's about learning to socialize and essentially fake it till you make it kind of you've got to approach people and say hey what would you like and that's a big thing and not a lot of people learn that these days so I was like my biggest advice is like if you don't have that confidence to reach out and say hey start simple get a job and just like might not be by no means will it be your forever job but it teaches you socializing which is something that we're so lacking now because of you know the phone in front of our face you don't see us anymore so yeah and no one trusts random direct messages on our Instagram saying hey because that's just that's just shady sometimes so you've got to do it in person to be able to form a relationship wow what so yeah, that would be my voice <laughs> Oh, that is just a great way to finish this too. It's it's that is really fabulous advice, Kobe. I want to thank you so much for your for your book that you've written for others, for you deciding to do this for yourself and for your family as a consequence. And I we're just looking forward to seeing what happens next. And I can't thank you enough for choosing QUT. Um, we're very lucky to have you. I'm sure you're going to do way more than you even expect to do because um, the opportunities are. That's what are I'm hoping. <laughs> uh, yes, and I, I see that uh, what you could do is great. Um, and I look forward to having you on this podcast again, actually, in a few years' time. Awesome. I look forward maybe, to it too. I've had such a lovely maybe, time. Maybe even sooner so we, so we can track your journey for others. <laughs> make sure I'm sticking true to my goals so let's let's just close out here by giving that those three things that I took away from what you said and then and then maybe you can finish it off by just giving that one last quick little thing to inspire others but what I heard you say was to get motivated start simple it starts with your morning routine or establishing some type of routine for yourself and repeating it till it becomes automatic habit. You achieved your book by being really focused on your goals and setting and, and having chapters and then finishing them and not stopping till I'll finished. That took a lot of determination and effort. And the third thing that I hear you say is serving other people is giving you a lot of pleasure. So it's that inspiration that gets you up every morning to help others achieve the same goals that you're achieving for yourself. And that's what's probably accelerating or catalyzing your journey in many ways because you're helping other people and that's really rewarding, isn't it? Very much. And what would you like to say to everyone? You get the final word, Kobe. Oh, my final word would be that if you have a goal or a dream that you think is impossible, then it's probably the right one for you because at the end of the day, what's impossible, what you think is impossible 
is probably the perfect thing to be pushing yourself towards, to challenge yourself every day. Because I promise you, when you challenge yourself every day to do something new and to push yourself towards your goals, it's going to bring the best outcome and the best experiences for you. And you'll never have a boring life then if you're constantly being put in the deep end and learning something new every day and meeting new people. So just reach for the things that you think are impossible and make them possible. Fantastic. Now, how can everyone reach, how can everyone reach you and, and buy that book of yours, Thrive, A Young Entrepreneur's Guide to Starting a Business? Yes, yeah, so I've got myself a website, which is www.misscobylee.com, or you can find my book in on the Sunshine Coast at a number of outlets in Noosa, Yamundi, Parisian, so most of the bookshops. Otherwise, you can reach out to me on Facebook and Instagram, which is just Miss Kobe Lee. Oh, thank you. And thank you so much for giving up your time today and for helping others. We really appreciate it. Yeah, thank, thank you. you.